Ladies and gentlemen, it is our pleasure de jour to uh, welcome back to Sports Talk after the long holiday break. And before they get into their New Year's festivities, which might leave them in a in a place that we don't want to visit, it is time for Will and the Thrill. Will Merritt, former Tiger, great, and I don't throw that word around loosely, great offensive lineman. And former Gamecock, great, I don't throw that word around loosely, great defensive end slash outside linebacker, the original slash. You know, Slash actually came along later. The original Slash, Carl the Thrill Hill. Great to have the two of you with us. Uh, Will, thank you for joining us. I know you're up visiting family and friends up in uh, in snowy Cleveland. But it's great to have you. Uh, happy, hope you had a happy, happy holidays. Uh, what are your thoughts about the Clemson team after yeah. what's happened since the ACC championship, the changeover at quarterback, uh, et cetera. Uh, what do you think about the ma- the matchup here with Tennessee? Well, first and foremost, uh, Merry Christmas to you guys. Happy New Year. I hope you all are, have a very blessed holiday season and go into next year um, with uh, tons of expectation, just like the Tigers will be on Friday night. I, I think that, you know, I've, I've been in contact with Streeter since he's been down in Miami. Obviously, I kind of wish I was in Miami right now. I'm walking through about six inches of snow, and it's 21 degrees where I'm at. <laughs> Um, uh, you know, Miami sounds pretty good about right now, so hopefully I can get down there soon. Um, but, um, you know, Phil, there's been a lot of uh, carryover, um, good and bad, in my opinion, from the South Carolina loss. Um, obviously, South Carolina, um, you know, made plays where Clemson did not make plays. And then, you know, for Clemson to bounce back and then to, to beat North Carolina the way they did shows you that they have the ability to have a very short memory, and, um, and and to have a little bit of amnesia about losing that game to the Gamecocks. And I think that's going to carry over to Friday night. I think this will be a very, very daunting task for this offense. I do feel very comfortable with Cade at quarterback. I, I take nothing away from what DJ did, nothing whatsoever. Um, I thought he gave Clemson everything he had, but I just think Cade is obviously – He's the future of the program, and I feel very confident about him going into the game Friday night. As we know, Tennessee is – they're very, very talented on defense. We know that. They, they're – you know, sometimes they give up big plays. And I think that – I think if you if you ask me where Clemson wins the ball game, it's with big plays. I don't think you're going to grind it out against Pruitt. I don't think you're just going to sit there and, and pound him all night long with the run. I think that you will have to hit him deep. With some with some balls, but I think Kate is very capable of that. Um, but there has been a lot of change, um, and there has been a lot of turnover. And anytime you have that much turnover in such a short period of time, uh, it can wreak havoc on your offense as far as you know the ability to hang on to the football or not turn it over or have miscues. And I think if Clemson can keep those at bay, they have a very good chance of not only beating Tennessee but obviously covering that five point spread. Yeah, you mentioned the big plays given up by um, Tennessee's defense. They've allowed um, 58 plays of 20 yards or more by their defense. So, yeah, they are susceptible. Their offense, however, has has had 78 plays of 20 yards or more and then throw in another 16 in their special teams. That's a total of 94 
plays of 20 yards or more by their special teams and their offense. Let me jump to Carl real quick and bring him in, Will. So uh, hang on, you shiver up there. Carl's getting ready to head to Jacksonville where it'll be a good bit warmer. Uh, And speaking of of turnover, Carl, and Happy New Year, Merry Christmas to you. Um, Good bit of that on uh, the side of the Gamecocks as well. Uh, Lost some key people on defense, some very key people on offense. Uh, Is this team going to be a shell of itself from what you saw against Clemson? Are are they going to be – can they put a product on the field that's going to resemble what the Gamecocks did those last two games? And and happy today, guys, and happy all days uh, and all these holidays. Hey, I put it like this here. Offensively, I think there's still enough talent there that's left to actually put together a game plan to win this football game. Defensively, golly, man, you got freshmen all over the field. <laughs> you got a lot of young pups out there on defense. The, the advantage we have defensively, though, we got a coach that I think can put those guys in the right position. We just got to stop them running the football. They got, their, their mindset is to run the football. But you know how coaches get a little smart sometimes when they think, oh, that's what they're going to do. Then they try to go throw the ball. Defensively, we just got turnovers, and offensively, we need some big plays. I think we can win this football game. I, I put it like this. I'm saying that we win this football game. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> yeah, you got uh, Will and the Thrill here on Sports Talk. And, yes, absolutely. Merry Christmas, Carl. And, and Will, I wanted to jump in and ask you a question really quickly. Sure. I, I'm, I'm really curious. As, from your eye, your a- analytical eye, and you watch this receiving group, I wonder, the last two years, DJ Uyunglele has been the quarterback at Clemson. Is this an unproductive group of wide receivers, or now that Cade Klubnick is taken over, are we going to see these guys spring to life because he throws a different ball and it's going to be a different offense? I think that is a fantastic question, and I think it's a very healthy blend of both. Um, I think it's a, and I, and I, I don't mean to try to, um, you know, water down my answer, but I think you're you're dead on it when you say that. It has been a very unproductive group. There is no doubt about it. But, however, I wonder sometimes has it been unproductive because the passes have been somewhat uncatchable at times. And and I'm not saying that DJ was uncatchable at all all the time. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that to have a the youngest uh, receiving core that we've had in quite some time, you needed a quarterback that could put it, tattoo them right between the numbers, and that didn't happen. Um, I do think you have a quarterback now that throws a beautiful deep ball. He throws a very soft touch, short pass. Um, He's very accurate in his screens. Um, Back out of the backfield, he puts the ball in place where the running backs don't break stride. Um, There's a lot of little things that Cade does very, very well. So to answer your question, yes, it has been very unproductive. But they have also dropped passes that were catchable. So let's just – Let's not put it all on the quarterback. I mean, look at the South Carolina game, for instance. I mean, look how many times the ball hit him directly in the hand and the ball ended up on the ground. So you can't blame a quarterback for that. However, uh, I do think that uh, a change um, as the signal caller in the backfield can yield to great productivity. And if that doesn't happen Friday night, I'm going to be very, very surprised. I, and I, I think Streeter is extremely excited about being able to call a different type playbook 
with uh, Cade than he did with DJ. And and Carl, uh, I, I wanted to ask you. You mentioned about you know South Carolina simply has to stop the run. You you were at one time a young defensive player out there. You know, and South Carolina is going to run players like uh, O'Donnell Fortune out at cornerback against Notre Dame. Can you afford to just stack the box and put young players on an island? Will that work if that's if that's the game plan you have to go with? Are you going to have the guts as a coaching staff to put those freshmen out there on islands? No, I, I don't think you can play that. We played that type of defense against Tennessee and against Clemson. Because we had corners that you can put on an island. Hell, we don't even know if these two guys can swim yet. So <laughs> you, might not, you might not try to put them on an island. That's, that's great. On occasion, on occasion, you can put them on an island. But there are things that you can do without putting your, your secondary, your young secondary in jeopardy. And you kind of play like a cover two defense where everybody is five yards off the, line, off the line of scrimmage from a receiver, instead of playing a 4-2-5, you'll, play, you'll bring that fifth guy, the outside linebacker, you'll bring him closer to the line of scrimmage. So you can bring people a little bit closer, and you can cheat your corner, your safeties up a little bit. Just because Notre Dame don't throw the ball extremely well anyway, and so they're going to try to prove a point. But until they beat you throwing the ball, you got to stop their running game. Yeah, they're going to run the football, no question about it, with that mindset. I have, I'll be surprised if they don't attempt. If the game is tight, I'll be surprised if Notre Dame doesn't attempt to run it 40 to 50 times against that Gamecock defensive front and see if they can they can stop them. All right, before we let you go, we are shifting from the rivalry meter to the victory confidence level meter for the two bowl games. Will – What's your meter reading about the confidence level of a Clemson victory over Tennessee on uh, Friday night? Oh Well, let me go back to the rivalry meter. I'm going to go with a zero instead of ten now that the game's <laughs> over. Um, right. So let, let, me, let me just start off with that one. Um, That's that nice of you. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I feel very confident. You know, obviously Hooker was a difference maker for Tennessee and, and – and, I think that him not being in the game, I feel very confident that Clemson will, will win this ball game. I think they're very, very hungry to end the season with a 12th win, a positive note going into the offseason. Um, I think the, the challenge is that Tennessee is going to throw – I mean, they'll, they'll probably throw between 12 to 15 different defensive strategies against Clemson's offense. So I think if the offensive line plays well, that's the key to Clemson because – Tennessee will literally throw every different formation you have ever seen defensively at you. And offensively, they still know how to move the football. And um, so, and I think, I think uh, Pruitt is a, a really good play caller, but I'm going to, I'm still going to stay in that seven to eight range as far as I believe that Clemson is very, very hungry. We've always played well against Tennessee. Uh, we've played well in the Orange Bowl. Uh, we're used to playing in Miami. We're used to playing in the Orange Bowl. Um, and I just feel very confident that this team will be overly prepared to win this ball game. All right, very good. And, Carl, where is your uh, confidence meter reading regarding the Gamecocks Friday afternoon against Notre Dame? Before my meter was kind of 
probably around a five and a half, six. And last week I had the opportunity to go down to the football office and had conversations with a couple guys, had conversations with three or four coaches. And, man, those guys are pumped up. They're excited. The guys are excited, ready to play. I just think this is this is our offense is going to still look like the offense of the last couple of weeks. Defensively, we probably going to be more like a, a Ellis Johnson type defense where you let them get between the 20s, but when you get to the 20, then you can actually have the corners be on the island because it's man to man for 20 yards. I like our chances win. I'm at a seven, seven and a half now. Nice. All right, both of you have good high confidence levels. We'll see how it plays out, gentlemen. Happy New Year. Safe travels. Uh, Will, uh, throw a snowball for me. And you got Carl, it. Have fun being stuck in traffic getting to Jacksonville. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you guys. We'll wrap it up next week after everything's done. We'll catch back up with you one more look back. Thank you, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, happy guys. New year, and, I'd be, and I'd be surprised if Toronto don't play a big role in this game. We thank you. Appreciate that very much.